Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is season nine, episode one. Yes, season nine, episode one. It's a real episode, not one of those um, pieces that we did on Hangovers or on, what was the other one? Pub Crawls. Pub Crawls. Yeah. No, this one's real, Bonafide. Uh, we are actually, we're, we're almost back where we um, left off. Off, We're at Subi Bar in Melbourne Uni. Well, we never left. Well, exactly. <laughs> We've been there for a month. Um, and I'm Chris Shorten, with me is Paul Christoph. Good morning. And with me is Carl Candle. Morning, people. Not often we say good morning. No, no. It is it is morning right now. It's sunshine, it's blue sky. We have coffee, you know, in front of us. Yeah, which that's, is, that's an odd start. Yeah, so yeah. Not starting with beer. Well, I can't remember the last time we didn't start with beer. Although usually if that were forced into a situation where we really had to record on like a sun, uh, like maybe a Sunday midday, so we're at the Ale House, and then we had all had a big night the night before. So it's like, yeah, maybe I won't start with beer. Which isn't that where you just start with a coffee beer? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can't find a coffee beer. Just do what we were discussing before we started recording. <laughs> Make yourself a coffee, get a beer, and mix them. The, the, I, I have... One of the guys that used to work for me said that a pub in Melbourne did that. Like, they bought a jug of beer... They did a double espresso and they just poured it into the jug of beer and they said it tasted all right, but I was very sceptical. Yeah, well, that's what we were saying. We were saying, would it taste okay? But then we're thinking uh, there was milk and two sugars mm, when we had mm. Hendo on. don't know if it was on the podcast when we had him on or if it was just we were just talking um, to him. I can't remember. I think it wasn't. We were saying they got, um, was it? Uh, it was. Was it uh, yeah, was Proud Mary? Proud, Proud Mary, They I think. got one of the new staff mm. members. That was his induction to... Do like to just hundred shots of espresso, endless shots of espresso. Which I'm like, not sure at what stage of the brewing they put the, put that into the. No, beer. no. Yeah. I also think that works in terms of they got those shots and then they cooled them down, and then they were added. That's to what the we beer. said, didn't we? We mm, said you want like, your coffee to get to room temperature. Yeah. Before putting them in. God, so much complexity. Well, maybe we'll do that what? later on today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll okay. add it to the coffee squid. <laughs> well, I bought the. Um, Good friends at Old Wives Ales, they gave us a few beers to give to Jeff back in May or something, and they've been sitting in my fridge, so <laughs> <laughs> I figured I may as well just bring them today. But, yep. Um, so we do have the... Uh, we'll enjoy your beers, we Jeff. We do have the stout there. Excellent. So maybe we can add a, add a shot of espresso to that. Look, there's only one way to find out, and I suspect we're going to do that. All right. We'll put a photo on Instagram. So, hello to our friends at, good, uh, at Old Wives Ales. So, this episode is... Uh, we're going to do a theme. Um, well, we'll kind of do a theme. The thing... It's going to be loose. Yeah, lo- loose theme. <laughs> bits of bits of theme. As opposed to our highly structured... Uh, <laughs> exactly. ...rigid usual podcasts. And by loose, I mean no tangents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, no. That, that's something we can't promise. Five-minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so, this one is about games. And it's about games because Kyle is hosting a little board game and beer day. And... Then we start to think, well, um, what is it about games? What is it about, like, you know, games and drinking? And then it just got into the whole drinking games thing. Yeah, well, that's obviously where your mind goes. We're not going to be constantly playing drinking games today. I don't Mm. think we'll survive. (laughs) No, no, though it would be really entertaining. I mean, I, uh, I I played a drinking game to Cards Against Humanity once, and it was essentially any time... Uh, how was it? The, the person who won didn't have to take a shot. Everyone else did. Uh, sorry, everyone, uh, everyone else who lost 
had to take a shot. And it was that, really painful really quickly. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a very short game. Yeah, it, <laughs> uh, th- there, are, there are certain... It was in this... Uh, it was in the States and it was this weird... Um, like, I think it was in a, an Airbnb in some sort of shack in Woodstock that was owned by the person who... From the B-52s. The, uh, it wasn't the love shack. Uh, uh, that's what we all wanted to call it. Um, but given it was a Bucks and it didn't quite work, but it yeah. did have the um, Wi-Fi password was Rock Lobster. Yeah. Well, the oh. Love Shack burnt down. <laughs> really? Yeah, I remember when I was living in London, so it would have been 2009, 2010 I read the article, and it was, yeah, it's like somebody actually... Somebody, and somebody burnt it down. It was like arson. What pricks? Yeah, so it survived for a while. Yeah. It was a combination of burning down the house from... Um, yeah, it was David... Da- yeah. I was going to say David Byrne. Uh, <laughs> D- David Byrne. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like drinking games and that was Tom Jones featuring the Cardigans, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, tangents. <laughs> and that was a that was a weird time in the late, was that late nineties? Yeah, yeah. Where Tom Jones had his small resurgence. Mm. He did, uh, he did he did that, a cover of Kiss as well. Yeah, he did that. He um, did Sex Bomb. Yeah, Sex Bomb. Yeah, and yeah. then he was obviously in one of the greatest movies of all time, Mars Attacks. Oh fuck! You're right. That is a great film. Yeah, only it was it, that was Burton, at, like like Tim Burton at the height of his um, yeah. fame, I suppose. Yeah, before he was just like weird for weird's sake. Exactly. Um, you know, hello to Johnny Depp. I'm sure, Tom Jones has played a few <laughs> drinking games in his time. I would think so. I mean, you know, it, that he's been around. Yeah, we need to step up the quality of our guests. Exactly. No, <laughs> no um, offence, Carl. Um, oh, well, it's, it's all right. I'll just leave the place that I invited you to. <laughs> Look, Tom Jones, if you're listening, um, get in touch. Or if anyone knows Tom Jones, um, get him to get in touch. Yeah, well, if Rick Astley can have a 2017 McKellar craft beer resurgence, I don't see why Tom Jones can't have a craft beer-inspired resurgence. I, th- I think you're right. No, they need mm. a resurgence. No, I mean, and... Yeah. Any, yeah. Tom anyway. Jones, if you listen. Enough Tom Jones. <laughs> but let's talk about drinking games. Um, what has everyone played? Well, the classic is, I mean, Circle of Death or mm. Ring of Fire, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's it's King's, Cup, King's or? Cup. Yeah. King's Cup. That's the sort of my default yeah. game, I suppose. Is that then? Uh, you obviously, when you you meet people from the states, you learn Flip Cup. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like the the. Slightly more advanced version of a boat race. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How does that work? So you have your your red solo cup. Mm. Everyone's in their line like a boat race. Mm. You skull your drink and then you have to put it down and flip it onto its top. Oh. Before the next person can start drinking. So My head hurts. Yeah. You can have the best team of scullers, but if mm. they're shit at flipping the cups, they'll oh. lose. It's really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and I guess you can... I mean, I remember playing playing that in the UK and that essentially involved me being really sick really quickly because I, I, what I tend to find is I lose my... Um, uh, I, I, my concentration starts to go pretty quickly once I start drinking. Um, and so it's suddenly like, righty, I need to pay attention for this. Ah, oh, fuck it, I can't be able to pay attention. And then I just end up drinking the entire King Cup. Yeah. There's obviously a beer pong. Beer pong. Yeah. A very obvious one. And as I found out, it's not. Now there's a Prosecco pong. What the supposedly going to be the, the thing that of the sounds, summer. That sounds awful. Like, there's, 
<laughs> so much more carbonation. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, how would that work? Well, it's just a bunch of fruit, like, well, it's sort of cocktail glass, mm. the, mart the martini glass, so you've got the wider, ah. um, the wider mouth. Yeah. Or a Gabriel glass you could use, because that's got the optimal sized uh, <laughs> opening, of course, for all, for all games. Um, <laughs> no, just to make it really difficult, just champagne flutes. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine? <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, You've got to land like, it perfectly inside <laughs> the, the champagne flute. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, if anyone wants a real challenge, um, I think uh, champagne flute. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Uh, Prosecco Pong? Prosecco Pong in champagne flutes. Now that's how to play a proper drinking game. Well, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but there is obviously the variant of beer pong that is Quidditch Pong. <laughs> I've not seen it. Where you have there is. set up in the middle of the table the Quidditch goals and mm. you have to throw it through those holes before it goes in the cups. That's really cool. I like it. Just to make it a bit more difficult and mm. obviously nerdy. <laughs> Definitely obviously nerdy. Mm. But I think there's the, there's the thing with games, isn't it? It's like any game can be a drinking game. It's That's basically like, do you want to drink or does, is drinking a good thing or a bad thing in the context of the night or mm, the day? Mm. That's what you first have to establish. And then, yeah, basically you on that basis award, award or mm. make people drink for either scoring or losing. But, and, and, and of course, you know, it goes back to the whole, um, you know, everyone had, uh, there, there was a, um, a drinking game where, what was it? If uh, in Lord of the Rings, where Frodo looked at, um, if Frodo looked at Sam in a certain way, then you have to take a shot. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, or, or movies. Whenever anyone says, you know, a certain word. Yeah. Well, like what uh, imagine we, what, was, what did we play? Where ah, oh, what was it? And we end up drinking a lot more, <laughs> a lot faster than we anticipated. So I kept saying some phrase over and over again. Like my two go-to movie drinking games. Uh, there's obviously the mustache game. Where you, put a, where you put a fake moustache on the screen and whenever a character's <laughs> face lines oh. up with it, everybody drinks. Oh, just, just like the um, Santa hat game, where you put and the Santa hat on the edge of the screen and then um, every time... Exactly. And then there is uh, the drinking game for the greatest movie of all time, The Room. I've never done the drinking thought game. thought he was going to say Firewalker. <laughs> no. Firewalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Room, the Citizen Kane of bad movies. Mm where you put all the main characters' hats in a uh, name in a hat and then everyone picks a name and basically whenever that name gets said, you have to drink. <laughs> Which, if it was well written, wouldn't be very much. But <laughs> everyone seems to need to remind you what the other person's name is every single line. And of course there's the Citizen Kane game. We have to have a drink every time. The Kane from Citizen Kane. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, you know, I'm talking topical about that. Um, what was it? Uh, th there's a certain episode, for those who've seen um, the Marvel's The Defenders, there's a certain episode in that where um, it suddenly, it feels like that moment where all the characters realise what, what each other's names are. So suddenly right. like, Jessica, how dare you do that? Luke, why do, how dare you do that? And it was, and it's instantly like the moment you start noticing, it's like, I could be drinking to this. I thought you were going to say when you have to have a drink anytime uh, Danny Rand mentions his chi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I think I'd be drunk before I, I got to the iron so. fist drinking yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to find some way to make that more interesting. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I feel like. There are certain sometimes uh, sometimes you play drinking games and sometimes you play um, games that work well with drinking, and so I, I remember like 
when I was a kid, we used to play this uh, card game called Seven Hand. Um, and it was like my all of my um, uncles and aunts would all get together and we'd all play it. And it was like, it starts out really easy and then the, it gets really complicated by the seventh hand and it takes about, I don't know, it takes about three or four hours to play a full game with a big table. Um, but, then, uh, but then as an adult, I remember playing it while drinking. And it was like, it was like the worst possible um, uh, game to play while drinking because, you know, you'd get through the first round, uh, you get through the first round and you just, you know, you barely had anything to drink. And then by the by the third hour or fourth hour, you've had maybe four or five, maybe six beers, and you're trying to do these really complicated rounds, and you're just like, I have no idea what to do now. I can't concentrate on anything. It sounds like the plot of the uh, Defenders too. It's just the hand getting everyone drunk. <laughs> How many hands? Seven. <laughs> I thought it was five fingers. Oh no no no, <laughs> no. Five fingers, seven hands. <laughs> That's the catch. That's the tagline. <laughs> Five fingers, seven hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, sweet, glorious drinking games. Yeah, uh, speaking of the games that work well with drinking, they, there's a board, well, a card game that's been developed mm. that I actually have inside and we might use today. It's called Suddenly Drunk. Mm. And what it's made for is any turn-based game Mm. You have a deck of cards in front of you. Every time you take a turn, you pick up one of those cards. And oh. then that has some sort of drinking-related task on it. Mm. Yeah. There's things like uh, like marriage. So you pick someone and that person's your wife or husband. <laughs> so every time you drink, they drink. <laughs> yeah. It's mildly evil. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we should and definitely play that. Yeah. Look, although the worst part is that we'd probably end up just saying, you know, we probably don't need another game with this one. Let's just play with the suddenly drunk cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think we're going to have time to play it. What with uh, my supposed uh, brewing D&D game that I've somehow oh, dreamed yes. up last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. How, how did that go again? I, I have no idea. We Like, we were obviously talking about the theme mm. for the episode and I was trying to think of games and then I just like when I woke up I was like that was odd <laughs> and I was basically DMing a game where you and Paul were rival brewers and you know you would make your beers and brand them and then I would roll for how they were how they actually turned out and how they were critically received and be like oh you know roll a d20 and you're like that beer only got 2.75 on untapped I think this would be worth fleshing out. We should make a Brunswick Beer Collective game. Right. We'll, we'll put it on Kickstarter. Um, that's where all of the board games go. Mm. Yep. Another side project. Add yeah. it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> Along with all the other bloody side projects. But I think that, I, I think that's, that has legs. I think it's, if, you could, if, if, if we could knock you out again so you could remember the dream... Yeah, works, I need, right? to, I need yeah. to put into, exactly. like, hypnotherapy or something like that. Um, I'll call my hypnotist now. <laughs> If I, does anyone actually have a hypnotist on call? Does anyone know? I mean, surely yeah. that's got to be a thing, right? Oh, there must be. But then again, you maybe don't remember it. Maybe we go... Mm. I definitely know there's a place in the city that does a... What is it? Sense, sense deprivation? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thing where you go in the weird, the like... Things. Mm. Yeah, yeah salt-watered coffin tank thing. Well, well, can you use alcohol to induce um, previous alcohol-induced dreams? I feel like that gets rid of them. Yeah, good point. Mm. Uh, this is taking a dark turn. <laughs> but I, I would like to see that game, although I feel like it would be it would probably cut quite 
quite close to the bone for a lot of brewers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the game that's loved by beer drinkers and hated by beer brewers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until the brewers become the drinkers, or the drinkers become the brewers. That could work. Hmm. But we just do theme like we'll do the theme, so it's like oh, you know the the European expansion, and it has all the <laughs> modules for all the Euro- European breweries. If you want to like go yeah. up against them, then the, the AB and Bev card. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've been bought out. Well, to be honest, that is no, that's the. That's the perfect foil. You always need a villain in these yeah. campaigns, mm. so the multinationals are where it's at. <laughs> so, on that note, I'm thinking we should actually drink some beer. I think, I think that's so. probably a good idea. And we've got a beer, and it's a brand new beer, and it is, what is it? Uh, so it's Mornington's Coffee Squid. Uh, last year they did a, a New England IPA called the Jiffy Squid, mm-hmm. a reference to the fact oh. that it's really hazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, this this time they've added coffee to it, which is not where you really think it's going to go. No. Like, no. Importantly, they added the coffee. It wasn't just us that added yeah. coffee yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good thing to remember. Um, I didn't even think about that when we when we chose this beer. I was like, oh yeah, we're sticking with mm. this coffee theme. <laughs> that, well, it is morning, you know, and morning beers make sense. Sorry. Oh, morning. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it always annoys me when there's a joke at in plain sight and I completely miss it. That I feel like I've let down the side on that book. Ah, oh, so let down. That's why you're on that side. Exactly. Mm. I'm I'm on the opposite side of the table to everyone else. So. Yeah, I mean, I know I've asked you about 20 times, but has everyone sipped it? Yes. Mm. I was drinking it last night. Bastard. <laughs> um, it's um, sweet. Yeah. Which is... But can anyone actually taste the coffee? No. <laughs> the coffee's really light in it. Like, I was, I was a bit confused when I first got mm. it, because I, I saw Coffee New England IPA. Mm. I expected it to be dark. Mm. But it looks like... Uh, standard New England IPA. It's really like opaque. Well, actually, that all right, this brings up a good question and one that I'm always curious about because I don't know the answer. Uh, this is so. This is another New England IPA. Yes. How long do we think the New England IPA tra- um, like as long as people are happy to spend money yeah. on it? <laughs> going to last. <laughs> the, old, the, the haze craze. Yeah, the haze craze. As long as people are demanding it. I mean, someone will come up with something new. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think it works really well. It's I don't think the the haze is the big thing about it. I think the reason people are really loving New England IPAs is because they get really shit really quickly. So mm. breweries aren't making a lot of it. So every time you get a New England, it's fresh mm. oh. and a fresh IPA is great. I hadn't thought about that. So you're not getting you know backdated cans where you're like, oh, you know, it's five months old no one wants to drink that at that mm. point because yeah yeah you know all the yeast has settled yeah. down and it's kind of mm. you know the hops are slowly fading out mm. Mm. and it does, it's just nowhere near as juicy as it's supposed to be right. that's what i love about them just that juicy tropical kind of like you know the kaiju crush and all those wait is kaiju crush isn't a new no, no, no. But i think sort of last summer they all those beers with that flavor profile mm. were really taking off and this is just sort of taking that to the next level well, it is a question. So, are we just going? I mean, we're drinking these in winter. Um, Spe- speaking of the uh, speaking spring. of the crush, yeah. I got to have some of the uh, kaiju scrush. 
Oh yeah, I saw it. There was the, a Bar the, SK, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Bar SK collab that was a double version of The Crush. Holy shit. And even though it was like, this was stopping in at Beer Mash, it was mm. slightly flat, it was a bit warm, mm. but man, did that work. It, du- a double crush. So, so fruity. It, That's really cool. Yeah. All right, now I'm really envious. But, all right, let's go back to the squid. What are people saying about the squid? Good question. The mystical coffee in the yeah. squid. Tasty, but can't really taste. Tasty, but can't really taste the coffee. That's uh, poor Christoph at Subu Bar <laughs> <laughs> about a minute ago. <laughs> uh, so Nick Nick F at Flat Rock Brew Cafe. Uh, he said less of a Nipa, more a white stout. If you temper the expectations that there will be hops, this works a treat. You never really hear about white stouts. Three. That's a Nipa. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> it a tastes Nipa. like a Nipa. Looks like mm. a Nipa. Sasha at the Royal Albert Hotel. Solid. Four stars. Uh, the big S at Brewski. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane bar that I spent a mm. bit of time on while I was out there. Uh, woof. Tipsy and wide at the same time. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just like the fact that they began this thing with woof. Uh, Wardy at the Royal Albert Hotel. I think there's something wrong with it. Got some coffee in there and a nice IPA flavour, 3.5. I think he might not know that the colour's meant to be that way. Oh. I'm guessing. Yeah. Because he seems to like the beer. Yeah. Which and is true. If you didn't, if nobody actually tells you this is what a New mm. England IPA is supposed to be and you get this, you're going to be like, what's going on with yeah. this beer? Yeah, to be honest, like, we don't have the most seasoned craft beer drinkers. We have, mm. like, so we, when we get in things like this, you have to kind of preempt mm. it mm. by being like, look, it's going to look a bit weird. But, but it'll it taste fine. good. <laughs> it's... I, I mean, I guess that's the joy of craft beer, and like, it's probably going to be a bit weird, but you might like it. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got uh, Angela B at the Noble Hops. She got 4.5, really likes it. Fresh with a PH instead of an F. Uh, Funky fresh. Yeah. Subtle. I'm not sure if I approve that. Subtle fruity hops, coffee aroma, and tang. Dot, dot, dot. Correct mm-hmm. use. Yep. So, correct ellipses. Uh, great! Exclamation mark. Only one? Just one exclamation mark. So apart from the pH, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's a pretty well. I, well I approve, I approve all of that um, grammar. Yeah. So uh, Glenn G also at the Noble Hops. It seems like a lot of these check-ins mm. are coming Noble from the Noble Hops, Hops and Royal Albert. Yeah. Um, in August, almost cat tongue, which is, I don't like. I assume the astringency from it um, is causing that. I, but do you say cat tongue? Yes, cat tongue. <laughs> Well, I mean, there, there, is, there are so many um, things we need to reverse, reverse engineer from that statement. Yeah. Okay, what does cat tongue taste like? Has he eaten cat but, tongue? Yeah. Is, then, is this a thing? Have we missed this um, gast- <laughs> uh, gastronomy? Uh, I don't think um, we want trend? to get to this. It hasn't come down trend. from Sydney yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cat so tongue. That's confusing. But yeah. then also the second part is confusing as well. It says, juiciness masked by the coffee. Wow. Because I think the coffee is it's must like I, I see the coffee there, mm. but it's very, very subtle. Yeah, if 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 you'd if I would you'd, say the opposite way around. Mm. But no, I agree, because the only way that I would think that this was a coffee squid was because it was called a coffee squid. Yeah, yeah if you said here have this New England IPA, I would never pick that there was coffee in there. No, no, not mm. by a long shot. And then it's okay with an exclamation point. <laughs> I Four think, stars. <laughs> I think that they've just added beans. Oh. Uh, not 
which is why it's yeah. not got a dark colour mm. and why you can't really taste it. Yeah, right. as, as it warms, you get a little bit, like, little hints here mm. and there, but, you know, being a, being a deeper, it's mm. really juicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, if anyone from Mornington is listening, which hopefully they will, get in touch. Um, we'll get you on and you can explain exactly what the hell is in this thing. So, on to us now. What do we think about this? Um, 3.75 for me. It's, um, would have almost given it a four to me. Also, I really like it. I really mm. like the Jiffy Squid. That is a four for me. Um, but it's more that man managing expectations, I suppose, because mm. it's advertised out there as a coffee yeah. beer and I can't really make the coffee. That drops it down to a 3.75. So, yeah, tasting. We'll definitely drink it again, though. Kyle? Uh, I'm also a 3.75. I... I get the coffee in there, and, and it's really subtle. It's nice and juicy, and it's yeah, I definitely, definitely have it again. It's not the first time I've had it this week. <laughs> is it? Is the coffee in the aftertaste? Is that where? Yeah. Okay. So that would explain that, that, that bitterness to it. Yeah, I think yeah, what exactly. you said, as it warms up, it's you can definitely it's start, it's starting to linger there in the aftertaste. Look, I'm going with. Uh, 3.75 as well. I think that's an apt description of, uh, of it. I wouldn't know there was coffee in there, or at least if I didn't know there was coffee in there and I got to the end of that sip and I got the aftertaste, it's a weird aftertaste. I mean, it's, I like it, but it's a bit weird. And then later on, you would find out it was coffee. Yeah, it's all, almost using the coffee as a bittering hop. Mm. Bitter, twisted, angry hop. <laughs> so, on that note, we should move on. So, logically, after beer number one, we'd have to have beer number two. And in un keeping with the unintentional coffee thing, we've got something that, you know, is also claiming to be, this is a coffee stout. It's from Odyssey Craft Brewing. And they're in Geelong, and we chatted with them uh, at the uh, Geelong Beer Festival. Geelong Beer Festival, yes. A very long Just time checking ago. checking my check-ins. February um, 18, 2017. But I assume you've had it before. Yeah. Well, we had all their beers, but oh, of course, yeah, we just all their core range, which we was just stole everything we could find. I've even got their stubby holder at home. Ah, mm. yes, because their red is really, really good. Yeah, they make good beers. We don't yeah. um, see enough of them. No, no. So, so we have the coffee stat. Has everyone had a sip? Mm -hmm. mm. First question is, can we taste the coffee? Oh yes. Yes. Oh <laughs> Jesus, yeah. A lot more than in the coffee squid. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely. Although they, they definitely didn't do it from an um, aftertaste perspective, it's all the way through. Yeah. But I guess stouts probably lean themselves more to coffee yeah, than, more say, a um, Nipah. Oh, most definitely. I guess, yeah, with that, I'm, mm. I'm reading the side and it says, you know, <laughs> vanilla bean and this and this. And, like, I get the molasses that they say. I get <laughs> the coffee. I'm not really getting the, uh, getting the chocolate or the vanilla that they've said. Mm. Which you definitely taste the chocolate. I think it's more of a bit of dark chocolate. Well, and see, I was thinking it's the one thing that we learnt from when we did the Not So Junior Mint with Seven Cent was the simple fact that, you know, the, the difference between um, getting that fl those flavours through was often like a strange tweak of whatever is around. Oh, well, when we were doing the drops. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. just one more millimetre, one more um, mm, mm. milligram, mil millilitre of, um, you know, coffee completely changes it all. Of, yeah. Uh, and vanilla bean or one more milliliter of the chocolate. And then essence. suddenly it was a whole different world. Yeah, so, very, very fine line. So you do, you assume, I suppose, that whatever we're drinking here, if they followed the same sort of route as what, say, Bowser would do um, from 7 Cent, 
they've probably this is probably the flavour that they were after. Yeah, theoretically. But what are other people saying about it? We've got uh, the sea at Odyssey Tavern 19 hours ago. Wait, wait, the C S E A or no, letter letter C. C. Uppercase or lowercase? Uppercase. Okay, makes sense. Hey, um, rare to get a tasty, sessionable stout, but I'd put this in that category. Good areas, Odyssey. Ah, oh, yes. What is the ABV on this? But he's only given it three. 4.4. 4. It's okay. one of those uh, harsh yes, people, really? so he really likes it, but gave mm. it a three. It's a bit of a uh, Keech scale, this guy. Mm, mm. Hi, Keech. A friend of the podcast, Ben Wilson, has checked this in a few times. Three times, actually. Oh, cool. He was uh, just down there yeah, recently, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, so he checked it in at the, at the brewery with 3.75 which has actually dropped down from what he thought at Geelong <laughs> <laughs> well you know we'd all been drinking at Geelong yeah. there, there is the uh, yeah the old one you've been having a few drinks mm, and suddenly everything gets five stars maybe four and a half okay I mean, I'm the other way around I, I, don't, I pretty I don't, much <laughs> put everything down to 3.5 because I'm like okay if I, I, I don't hate it but I don't know if I like it enough to give it a rating at this stage so it gets a 3.5. So, so, so everyone maybe has their um, drunken counterbalance. So then they kind of... Uh, uh, Alright, so I'm really drunk now, so I'm going to give this like... I'm going to give it a 4.5. Hey, wait a minute. Counterbalance. This should be a 4.25. Maybe you mind yourself <laughs> 0.25 for drunkenness. Yeah. See, I think, yeah, there's the people that upgrade their, their things, and then there's people who get even more harsh when they... Mm, when mm. they're like, ah, oh, this beer was alright, it was drinkable, but... I thought it'd be heaps better, too. It's like commenting people to people on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that guy was two beers away from a comment. <laughs> I do exactly. like this one. Uh, Arnaud C. A crispier than the usual stout. And I assume this is a, a spelling mistake, or he really liked it. God aftertaste? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I would like to think that it wasn't a spelling mistake, and in fact that you know, maybe yeah. God does taste like things. A, things to try. Yeah. Cat's well, tongue and God. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe God is a cat. Yeah. Look, I, I is that what that the Egyptians thought? Like people yes. walking around yeah. with cat heads and stuff. Yeah, the Egyptians fought cats with gods. Yeah, so this you know, is, I don't know what that means. There's, but there's so many undercurrents <laughs> in this episode. Jesus, yeah, we've got uh, Luke in, in Berwick. Uh, very coffee forward and rather bitter on the finish. Not overly balanced, but with such a low ABV, that's to be expected. Still can't Earthy. Believe it. I still can't believe it's 4.4, but I guess... 3.75 he gave it. Well, all right, um, quick question on the... Because it's 4.4%. And what... Uh, because we've had, like, standard stouts that are around about that percentage before. Um, or a little bit on higher. On the last episode yeah. we did. Exactly. Yeah. It was also an intentional yeah. theme. Um, yeah. Seems to be the way things go here. But... Interestingly, um, I think we all felt like they were sort of, they were a bit thin. Whereas mm. this, because of the coffee, doesn't taste thin. No, I, when you said 4.4. I'm really surprised. I was, yeah, I was really yeah. caught off guard. But I wouldn't have expected it, though now I was just checking the label to make sure that was a 9.4 in a font. No, no. Font. It's definitely 4.4. We've got Aaron here at the Grovedale Associates in Hare. Yeah. I, I, I know all those words, but perhaps not in that order. Well, the photo looks like it's been taken on some sort of bench in somewhere non-barish. Mm -hmm. um, from last night, five stars. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, give me a couple more, people. Uh, so the, the beer B, which is my favourite uh, untapped username 
because it definitely stands for the beer baron because there is a photo of Homer Simpson as the beer baron. Hey. I'll get you, beer baron. No, you no, won't. Yes, I will. <laughs> uh, so it was at Batter's Box, which I assume is his house because it says he purchased it at uh, Apod out in Mitcham. Hmm. A point of difference. It said, nice interplay of creamy roast malts and coffee. 3.75. It's HEP at the Terminus Hotel. Looks like it was on in the end of July. A lot of check-ins from there at that time. We are at the Terminus last night. Good place. Yeah, 4.25. Good ashtray stout. Go D's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did, was it an ashtray stout? Ashtray <laughs> stout. I don't know. I guess I would think that would be a not a compliment, but no, 4.25. No. I, thought, I just I just love the term ashtray stout. Yeah, also, now. go D's. That's not really a compliment. Either. No, no. I, I, nobody wins Not after that. last week. I don't know. Uh, but ashtray stout um, stout makers if you're listening that's your next challenge make us an ashtray stout <laughs> it's good that, you know what that's a good name for a, a stout yeah because people would be curious yeah well yeah. Uh, we'll just talk about how the marketing is so mm. important um, actually it would be interesting for our listeners like how much does marketing Play have to say the beer because I know the two collaboration beers mm. we've done certainly the name of the beer the logo yeah attracts people people like the dragon fruit beer mm. like I want it's called Bruce, and it has a dragon on the label. Yeah. I need to try it. The not-so-junior mint. So many people yeah. going up to the bar saying, I need a pint of the Kramer. Exactly. Because it had Kramer on the logo. So it's uh, uh, interesting. Obviously, you want a product that you mm, know, mm. is a good product, but how much of an influence does marketing have? I'd suggest quite a lot. Yeah, yeah When you I go into so. the bottle shop, it's the, you know, you want the cool labels but, with the uh, great design. Well, of course, you know, I've actually bought Clan Shoes beer specifically because I really like the label. Um, yeah, and also like with the you know, ashtray stout, it doesn't mm. doesn't say the the greatest things about the beer. Like mm. ashtray isn't typically something people think of as tasty, but <laughs> you know you're going to want to try well, it, aren't you? Well, you look at the black lung, mm. yeah, like yeah. that, and the the smoking Daryl. Like it, mm. they're both mm. tobacco or cigar mm. smoke beers. Mm. That's possibly what they mm. meant. So. <laughs> that I, I assume you would be leaning towards that sort of yeah. thing, like really kind of smoky. Although I don't see where you get heaps of smoke no, from this. No. But well, if, I, any, if any brewers are interested in doing a collaboration with us, uh, uh, Nash Traced out. Um, let us know because we are looking for someone to do our next collaboration with. That and the Ashtray Summer Stout. Well, that could work. Although, will Should stouts you? work in summer? Of course. The ashtray summer style, Will. <laughs> this, this is what <laughs> I want. There's summer in the title. So this is go. what I want someone to do. Golden stouts, you see them all the time, and they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be this, and it's gonna be this. And you're like, cool, it's gonna taste like a stout, but have the body of like a golden ale. Mm. Although that sounds Egyptian. It's but, got the head of a horse with the tail <laughs> of a cat. Head of a cat. <laughs> but then they. Like oh, obviously, that's the logo. You hit, oh. it's an Egyptian like cat head god smoking <laughs> it's a cigar. It's hieroglyphics. It's a tangent. And the yeah, oh, we've got a friend who knows hieroglyphics. Oh, he can write the name of the beer in hieroglyphics. <laughs> okay, we've got the beer. Yeah, we've got the logo. We need a brewer. We need get a brewer. Touch, yeah. Seriously, get in touch. It would be a really fun thing to release this summer. Sorry, Carl, right. go back to your <laughs> um, yeah, your tangent. So <laughs> they always hit a lot of coffee in them. Which mm. seems to be the like the easy way to make a summer stout or mm. a, a golden stout, as they mm. are sometimes called. But no one really hits that chocolate or the smoke. Mm. No. And I and I want someone to do a golden stout which has those, like has prevalent chocolate in it, has prevalent smoke, so it mm. tastes exactly like a stout. 
yeah. but it looks exactly like a golden ale. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, let's make it happen. I had a beer like that that um, did my head in. It was in um, London a little while ago, last year actually. But it, I can't remember who the brewer was, but they used uh, Montezuma, who is a... There's obviously a South American Inca thing, mm. but uh, it's a chocolate chocolate maker in Brighton, um, mm. England, Brighton, and uh, I've been there. They do amazing chocolate, and they've good got this England, chili. They've got this chili chocolate, which is sort of one of their signature chocolates. It's really good. Mm. So they collaborated with a brewery and did a chili chocolate lager. So nice. I ordered it, and as we're saying, actually, with a good bartender tells you, look, <laughs> look, um, got to warn you, this mm. is not mm. gonna. If you're looking for a lager, yeah. The, this is not going to taste oh, like what you want it to be. I think you've told me about yeah, this. And yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And it came out and it looked like a standard, mm. you know, piss-coloured lager, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> word, you know. Exactly what that's you'd expect. That's how they market it. And then I drank drunk it and it was, you know, rich, choc- dark chocolate, chilli. It was amazing. It just did not taste anything like you would expect. Awesome. It was really cool. And I've always wanted to do a beer that, yeah, fucks with people's minds like that, basically doesn't taste anything like it looks. All right, the, sl- uh, the sleight of hand ashtray stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's decide what we think about this. Um, Paul? Um, I'm sticking with my original four from back in Feb. It really does do what it says on the box. It's getting, mm-hmm. yeah, as it gets warmer, it's getting better. Big coffee hit. I can certainly taste bitter dark chocolate there. Vanilla's probably the only thing I'm not really getting, but... Mm-hmm. But then you, you, you wouldn't know vanilla was in there except if you looked at the label. Yeah, but I'm finding it really enjoyable, yeah. Kyle? Uh, so I was, I started at a 3.75 and I'm, at, I'm actually putting it up to a 4 as well. Just the amount of flavour and body in that for a 4.4% session crazy. stat. That's the thing, it's probably one of the best low crazy. ABV. Yeah. One of the best low ABV stats mm. that we've tried this Like if you winter. just, if you gave someone a pint of that, they'd have no idea. That you'd be like, oh, this is a 7% stat. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah of course it is. It's really impressive. Like they've done so well to get it, have that balance to it. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's a four-star beer. I think it's well-made. I think, again, like I said earlier, the coffee does such a good job to give it character for something that could essentially just be a standard stout. Mm. And that's, that's a bit of an achievement just in itself. But on that note... We should finish up this episode. Uh, that we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, with me has been Paul Christoph. Still good morning. It's eleven fifty nine. With me has been Carl Campbell. I'm surviving now. Coffee's doing. I've had so many coffees. <laughs> and I've been Chris Shorten. And we will talk to you all next week.